And now, a word from our sponsors. Need a catch-up session on what you missed last week? Now you're listening to ArchD Radio, the podcast mix. ArchD Life FM, James here with you uh, this evening. Hope you're having a really great one. Um, I've got a really special show this evening, a very special guest who I've known for a number of years, who rocked up today for the very first time I've seen her without wearing her glasses, <laughs> and I didn't know who she was, because I was waiting for you to arrive, Cara, and I was like looking at the window, I was like, oh, there's someone that could be Cara, and then I saw her walk past, and I go, nah, nah, that's not Cara, <laughs> and then I got a little message saying, I'm outside the front door, I'm like, oh, Okay, fair enough. So, because it really does make you look um, very different. It's a very different, not like bad or, or anything mm. like that, but it's like it does really transform. Do you, do you get that a lot? Like if you want to go out in disguise, you just don't wear your glasses? Yeah, absolutely. And it looks different for me as well because everything's a little bit blurry. So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, cool. Cara McLaughlin is our very special guest today. Cara McLaughlin, if you are not uh, uh, tied into the uh, Adelaide youth ministry scene, she is a giant, an absolute <laughs> giant of the scene. In so far, the scene, like there's a scene, like there's a the place you go, scene. the youth ministry scene, uh, in so far as uh, how long you've been involved in it, both at school and I guess out of school as well and I actually have it I know that there's been some changes I guess in terms of where you're going to next and I wasn't even aware of that so this will be a very exciting uh, chat for me to actually go into that stuff with you because mm. I don't really know so yeah. and also just a great opportunity just to catch up because Absolutely. I haven't really chatted to you probably for the about 12 months or so so it'd be yeah. really nice to do that so we're going to do that we're literally going to catch up in public so this will be great fun. now uh, for people who I guess students of Sacred Heart College mm. and old schools of Sacred Heart College would know you quite well uh, because you uh, were, and I, I thought you still were, but you're not. That's changed, hasn't it? You're, yeah. You've moved into another part of your life. But um, you've been the youth minister there at Sacred Heart for how long? So I started as a youth minister at the Champagne campus, so the middle school campus at mm -hmm. Sacred Heart in 2019. Yep. Did a year there and then moved up to the senior school campus, the Marceline campus in 2020, comes after 2019. Yeah. And I've been there until very recently. Okay. And so I'll be very curious to know, going between middle school, so year uh, six, seven, sorry, year seven, seven to nine, nine yep. and then to year 10, 11, 12. Like I know from going to both of those different campuses, it's very different feel. Yeah, like and Because I mean, mainly probably because of the age, but for you, what was sort of like the biggest change you had to get used to when you moved from one campus to the other? Yes, yeah, so I suppose my experience started with senior school, so 10, 11, 12. I did a year of mission with the Maris where uh -huh. I was working with that age group and then kind of jumped back down. And middle school, that kind of age group is really fun because, you know, they're excited about everything. You can chat with them about life, but they'll still like, you know, do little colourings and make cards and do fun <laughs> stuff like that, which I absolutely love. Um, but senior school is so much fun as well. I love the relationships that you can build with those students when you are kind of have that little bit closer in age is, is lots and yeah. lots of fun. Maybe not so keen on the colouring really? every now and then, but, but not like the year sevens are, but definitely things that excite me about both. So I've had great experiences with, with both age groups. The interesting thing, I guess, um, about youth ministry in schools as well is it's not that long after you leave school when you actually go back in. What's that experience like actually then? So you graduate school yeah yeah throw your board thingy in the air no, uh, no one does that but anyway in Australia anyway but um so you go through your whole graduation mm. thing but then all of a sudden you're back in there but you're not a student anymore so mm. what's it like um having relationships with those students I guess more in sort of like a teacher 
kind of role um, as opposed to being a student? Does that take a lot of adjusting to get used to? Yeah, it is a bit weird. Obviously, you have that whole thing of having to start calling your teachers by their first name, which is just very bizarre. And <laughs> I still have trouble with that it. now whenever I run across <laughs> teachers who I went to school with. Yeah. And they're like, no, oh, no, call me Rob. I'm like, I can't your call you Rob. Rob. That's, that's wrong. Name. <laughs> still cringe a little bit when I do it, but that, but they think it's normal. So that's, that's the main thing. But yeah, my first year 12 retreat that I ran, I was only 19 and the year 12s that I was facilitating the retreat for were students that had been in my homeroom when I was a student. So I was wow. year 12 and they were in year 10 and, and we were sitting next to each other in class. And then I was there running their retreat, which is so bizarre, but it's actually, I think really beautiful that, you know, you have kind of that to have had that pre-existing relationship was was really beneficial for me as a retreat leader, but also just so much fun. And the fact that a lot of the time they maybe don't see you as a, a staff member, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing at all. When you do, you know, put on your school merch and then get teachers saying, oh, sorry, I thought you were a student. Um, <laughs> but but that's all part of the fun. And, and again, having that, that relationship with the students and having them kind of be able to have their walls down a little bit more almost in that you are only that little bit older th- with them. You yeah. have such an incredible platform to be able to build some really amazing relationships, which I love and I think is what it's all about. Absolutely. It definitely is. Now, if we were to wind back kind of a fair way down the track for you, like where did the whole, I guess, Catholic experience for you begin? Like what's what were your kind of earliest memories of being involved in church and faith? So I suppose church was a every Sunday kind of thing in my household. So I've always had that kind of side of it under my belt in a way. Mm. But I think the aspect of practicing religion or going to church or or Mm. praying or being in a Catholic family or whatever it is, is in a way quite separate to an actual experience of faith in in my experience in that I, I, you know, I was going to church every Sunday, but actually finding God and being able to develop a relationship with Jesus in my life was something which came a little bit later on. And And what, what happened? Like, how did that, was there any particular one thing or did it just kind of gradually emerge over time? Like, what was that that experience like for you, like finding faith as opposed Mm. to just going and doing that thing that your family did every Sunday? Absolutely. So obviously being a part of a parish gave me a great platform and a bit of a leg up. And it was when I started being involved in a youth group at my parish as an 11 year old, I believe that it kind of all, the ball ball started to get rolling, I suppose. Um, I started, I suppose, exploring what, what this whole religion and faith thing could actually offer to me and had a platform to actually see where it could be put into action in my life and I suppose that's where this idea of faith became a bit more familiar to me and I think I began to see the benefits see where I could could action it in my life and and it all kind of went on from there. So uh, starting it as an 11 year old doing Mm. a youth group thing that is quite young really isn't it so I mean what was what was the setup for that? Like, how did they they do it in a way? Because I'm sure people would be very interested to know because mm. traditionally youth groups tend to be for sort of like older teens. Yeah. Um, what was it that your parish was doing like differently in terms of engaging that youth, um, that, um, that age bracket specifically? Yeah, so there was a lot of games which – I loved. Um, there was pizza for dinner, which I think is what originally drew me to yeah. being involved. That's how it really all started out, I should say. <laughs> um, but other than that, it, we would have these these afternoons. So we would start at maybe two o'clock and then finish up with mass at the end of the day and then share pizza after dinner. Um, but having those, even though it was this whole afternoon of you know games and fun and pizza and afternoon tea and all that good stuff, we'd have that maybe 30 minutes of just sitting and 
you know, listening to music or having a prayer session or praying as a group or something mm. like that. And and maybe when you're 11, it starts out as like, oh, this is the bit we have to get through yeah, before yeah, we yeah. get pizza. Mm. But as you go on, I think that that's it starts to get through to you once you kind of realise that if you just sit and open yourself up and let it happen, that, then that's where the magic kind of starts to come alive. And obviously that's not what I was thinking as an 11-year-old, but yeah. I think when you have an incredible team of, of young adults and adults leading these experiences for you, then then you do kind of leave room for God and, and the Holy Spirit does fill those gaps and that's where I think it, it all starts to come to life. So it was really for you about having those people around you who you sort of felt were kind of like sort of like inspirational role model kind of people that, mm. help, that allows you to go, okay, well, I guess if, if they're open to this and if mm. they're engaged in this, then that gives me a green light to, to do that as well. Absolutely. And having those people that I admired and looked up to and just liked being around was really what, what drew me to it and what kept me involved. And I suppose in hindsight is what eventually drew me to youth ministry as well in that I had all these incredible young adults that I looked up to so strongly and then I suppose wanted to be a part of facilitating that experience for um, the next generation. Yeah, right. This sounds a lot like, I'm just curious, was this the Care Factor group at Aberfoyle? It was. Care Factor, big shout out. It sounds just like that, the way that they did that, which is actually the same parish that we we both go to because I know I've seen you there. Yes, yes. Um, And uh, uh, I don't know actually because I ran across the two people because it was a husband and wife that ran Mm -hmm. it and I ran into him just recently and he was talking about them not doing it anymore does that mean it's not running anymore or is it that other people are doing it yeah so a new couple has taken over that a slight, oh, slight, slightly different structure and yeah. branding i believe but yes that the spirit is still well and truly alive oh, that's what you want to hear that's yes. great so yeah brilliant so if you're actually down that way down in the Aberfall park mm. um i guess what else is near there flagstaff hill o'halloran hill happy valley if you actually are wanting to get engaged in something like that, it's such a great program. And to actually hear that you've come, really come from that, like really in that way, then that's uh, extra inspiring. Awesome, great stuff. (laughs) And now. Cara McLaughlin is our very special guest here on RHD. Thank you so much for coming in today, Cara. It's great to have you here and chat about all this stuff and catch up with you after so much time. It's wonderful. Um, Now, before we go any further, um, you were talking a little bit about your experiences with Care Factor, being mm-hmm. involved in youth ministry, Catholic youth ministry, as an 11-year-old. Mm. And slowly but surely, um, uh, that experience just sort of like, I guess, gelling and kind of becoming a part of who you were. And you, mm. you're going, yeah, this could actually be a, a part of my life going forward. To then make the next step up and go, I'm not just going to, you know, go to church and be a part of church and just kind of go along with everything. To say that I'm actually now going to be a part of youth ministry, like be a part of the the those people that lead other people forward and guide other people forward. Was there kind of like a moment that was like, oh, this is kind of like my transition, my, my gateway moment, if you like, between sort of one world and the other. Do you remember that happening for you? Yeah, absolutely. So when I started to get a little bit too old for the program I still wanted to be involved so I started coming back as a as a young adult leader a young adult I say I think I was only about 15 but I would come back and I would want to be involved and I remember being told the first time I came back as a helper that you know you'll still enjoy the day it'll still be lots of fun you'll still get a lot out of it but the main thing to remember is that you're here to serve yeah. And that really stuck with stuck stuck with me. Mm. Um, and just something that I still consider to this day in my ministry that when you go into something like this that that you'll love it and it'll be really beneficial, but you're there to serve. Yeah. And I think that's the kind of 
switch that you almost have to flip when you're going in as a minister, that you're there to facilitate an experience for whoever it is that you're ministering to. And I think that's kind of the line almost between being a participant and being a minister. But it is a a really incredible thing and it's such a blessing to be able to serve, especially in a program that you've been in and for younger people coming through that you can see yourself in. It's it's such a blessing to be able to serve in that capacity. It's wonderful too in that uh, it really picks up a lot to do with our own Catholic tradition, that whole concept of servant leadership is the Mm -hmm. idea that even when you're leading, you're serving. That's, That's the whole process. But also too, another big part of our tradition as well is the the concept of bearing witness as well Mm. and actually being there and seeing uh, the Holy Spirit moving uh, within other people and seeing that sort of take place. Were there any kind of moments that that happened where you really saw, I guess it's it's interesting too because you've been in a position where you were there being a part of that particular ministry Mm. and all of a sudden these things starting to really gel and and, and sit on your heart. You must have then seen that same thing happen, but to others. Yeah. That did happen. Absolutely. Really? Like, was there kind of like a a standout time, like any times Mm. that you can remember where that did happen? I suppose the thing about youth ministry, uh, one of almost the challenges that I have faced is that you don't always see your impact immediately. Like, it's very actually hard to gauge how successful you are in Mm. that young people aren't necessarily always super open about their faith or their personal development on face value really or at the beginning. So, you know, you might make an incredible impact on a young person's life, but but you wouldn't even know it. So I suppose something that I always would tell myself is that the day that you plant the seed is not the day that you yield the fruit. Yeah. Oh, I like that. that. That's very nice. Yeah. And And it is a really important thing to remember in that you can be working so hard and doing such incredible work, but you might not actually see it. So that can be a bit of a difficult thing, but I think an amazing kind of progress in that is when you you do know a group of young people or a young person for a number of years or over a period of time and and you see that kind of development in them over that that time is is really incredible and when you do actually get to that day when you do get to harvest the fruit um, of all that that work that you've put in over the amount of time is, is really incredible and I think that comes again from the relationships that we build and when you see that um, over a period of time is, is really, really incredible. I guess to take your analogy a little bit further, I guess in terms of, you know, when people harvest fruit, they generally have a particular time and date in which they do that. Mm. But I guess in this regard, you never know when that's going to happen. I had an experience just a few days ago where um, um, we're sitting here where we are now in our in our sort of office studio space and someone knocked on the door and came in and someone I'd never met before and you know mm. we share our building with a lot of people and uh, she said look you don't know me but um, my daughter did the HD program with you six years ago mm. and I just want you to know oh, well. that it's stuck with her still mm-hmm. like that that's that that's happened and then funnily enough the following day um, she went back home and told her said oh by the way I'm working with uh, James at HD he's <laughs> in the same building she said right I'm coming in tomorrow and saying hello so she got to come in and and she got to come in she she came in and and we had a chat and a bit of a catch-up about what she's doing and you see you just never know the impact that you have on people like Mm -hmm. those people come and go and and you think because you never hear from them again because sometimes they'll say like and what she said to me was as she said um she said i I thought quite often of reaching out to you but i didn't know what to Mm -hmm. how i would say like do you just go oh hi or whatever and and those sorts of things and and i reminded her then i said just remember like these are the moments that we kind of 
that we kind of really invest in. And it mm. makes your day when you actually hear back from somebody that you've actually made an impression. And not, you must have heard that too over yeah. time that you've actually made an impression. But again, not at the time, like you say, yeah, about yeah, the, the sure. time of harvest. I think like, it's incredible also to think about the other side of that. Like I think of all the people who have been so crucial in my journey who I haven't necessarily, you know, vocalised that to. And I'm all for affirmation. Words of affirmation is my love language. So yeah. I try as much as I can make a conscious effort to when someone has an impact or when you have one of those encounters that really sticks with you to to reach out and to say something because it really is so incredible to hear and I think it, it's a two-way street in that it's so, so beneficial for both parties. It is and I don't think you ever really, you can never appreciate the impact that it has on people. I yeah. remember I had um, uh, an English teacher that I took in year 12 who, who literally saved my school grade from <laughs> an E to an A oh, wow. in a year when I, I, I took, <laughs> I didn't really know, wasn't very good at English and I decided <laughs> I was going to take English in year 12. As you do. And she uh, saw that I wasn't doing well and had gone behind, I say gone behind my back, it was in the best possible way to my parents. And she said to me one day, look, I just want you to know that I've spoken to your mum and you're going to be staying back with me after school every day for Mm. the next couple of months and I'm going to turn you into a proper English student. <laughs> uh, and I was so angry at the time. Of course you are. Like, oh, you know, how could you dare do that? You know, I felt so betrayed. But it was remarkable experience and, and, and was really great. And I managed to, through, I guess, Facebook, I sort of reached out a bit saying, does anyone have, you know, Mrs. Miller's number? Um, and uh, this is because this is years later. And uh, someone, I think, who was a who knew her or was a relative or a distant relative, said, "Yeah, here's her contact details." And I sat on it for probably about a year because I was like, "What am I going to say? Yeah, how do I <laughs> say that?" And there's so much time's gone by. She's probably had a ton of students since then. And then I finally sort of bit the bullet one day and just went, "Right, I'm doing it." And then it was, I dialed before I could stop myself from dialing. <laughs> And uh, and picked up the phone and she remembered me, which yeah. was incredible. And I got a chance to say thank you. And then, you know, not to turn this all morbid, but a few months later she passed away. And I I, I couldn't help but think, what if I never got that chance? Mm. Um, and what if she never got to hear that uh, that she had remained with me for such a long period of time? You know, it's you know. I don't know what message I'm trying to say. But the point is reach out to people, let them know that they've made an impact on your life because, yep. you know, it's so important. And it is, it's the wheel that that keeps the the pay it forward inspirational mm. wheel turning. It's Absolutely. that thing. Hey, this is Emma. Hi, I'm Zach. Hey everybody, this is Matt Morris. That's Tom. That's Riley. And now this is Archie. Archie Radio 1079. Cara McLaughlin is my very special guest today, and it is such a pleasure to have you here and so good to catch up with you again, Cara, after such a while. Um, we've been talking a little bit about those experiences that you have uh, working as a youth minister and mm. working in church and, and in schools and all of those kinds of stuff. And there are so many things that happen over every every day. So mm. much happens. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a huge job. It's an exhausting job, but such a rewarding job. Um, there's a lot of challenges, but a huge amount of rewards. Mm. And sometimes trying to find a highlight is a really hard thing to do, but there must be some that really do stand out for you that over this entire journey so far, I guess right from your beginning uh, as a supervising um, teenager with Mm. Care Factor at the age of 15 (laughs) through to now, if you had to name one that does stand out to you, like the very first one that jumps to mind, what would that be for you? Over five years, it's a big 
big call to make, but mm. I think the thing that I am just most grateful for throughout this journey is really just the relationships that I've built along the way. I've been quite involved with the Marist through Sacred Heart and then through Marist Youth Ministry as well. And my friends that I've made through the Marist Network are, are some of my best friends that I have now. And I am so grateful for those experiences. Um, I've also been very blessed to be able to travel a little bit to, to work with a few different Marist schools around the country and a few different groups within that kind of network. Um, and those experiences that I have of being able to make connections with new people, to to travel with my friends, to to spread the word of God really and to, I suppose, just share our hearts and share our stories is such an incredible blessing that I am so grateful for through this journey. And I think that every encounter that I have and every opportunity I have to to build or to strengthen a relationship is is, is I suppose why we do this and yeah. you know it's it's with the young people it's with the people that you minister to it's with your colleagues your friends everyone that you work with but um, one of my previous supervisors at Marist Youth Ministry always would say it's all about relationships every day he would come out and say guys it's all about relationships and I was like all right in one out ear and out the other most of the time but mm. looking back it's it, without the relationships what what do you have really um, it's yeah. that encounter it's that connection that that makes it all worth it so as much as it's not uh, really one exact highlight I think that that whole concept of being able to have such incredible friendships through this work is what I am most grateful for through all the experiences I've had wonderful and 2023 this marks a new kind of beginning of a new journey for you yeah can you talk a bit about that because I legitimately don't know what right. it is <laughs> so I have finished up in my work with Sacred Heart and with Marist Youth Ministry, which um, was a very sad decision to have yeah, to make to I bet move it was. on. It's but been such a big part of your life so far. Yeah, absolutely. But it's the nature of this work. I think that, you know, people come and people go and you need fresh eyes and yeah. new people come through. And the fact that we've got some incredible young people coming in to take on that work now is so beautiful. And I think I would like to say testament to the relationships that I've been able to build in the last few years. So very excited for the new chapter that those youth ministry programs will experience in in the coming year yeah and i am moving on to do a bit of volunteering with the marist association which is the marist kind of i don't want to say old people youth ministry maybe just ministry is the word the old and the young yeah. cancel out but um with the, the marist association which is um the i suppose congregation of lay marists and, and marist brothers in the country so. and where, where where do you have to go what do you have to do so we have a local group here in adelaide okay, of marists great. that gather every so often and i'll be um doing some work with them and, and coordinating that group and uh i suppose continuing that platform for the holy spirit to to do its thing and to to bring people together as it does best well, and is that going to take up all of your time? Are you doing other things as well? Like what's what else is happening for you? Full-time uni on the cards for me. So that Oh, doing what sort of stuff? I study structural engineering. Right on. People do look at me a bit sideways as a youth minister when people say, oh, when are you going to finish your education degree? But no, something a bit, bit new for me, a bit out of left field, but engineering going to be finished off in hopefully the next couple of years and, and staying connected as always on the side. And what inspired you to to take that up? I mean, that's such a, a very niche and specific thing. Mm. Was it something that you always planned to do, wanted to do, was to do structural engineering? Yeah, I suppose, you know, I was good at maths and physics at school, so I kind of just decided to go down that path. And mm. it was kind of the plan that I had before youth ministry. It was 
youth ministry was almost what got in the way of the plan that I thought that I had myself. But yeah, right. people say that if you want to make God laugh, you should tell him your plans him for plans. the future. That's right, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was always going to be engineering for me. And then this opportunity came along and um, it set uni back a little bit, a couple of years, but but I wouldn't change it for the world. All the experiences that I've had, I'm, I'm so grateful for and have definitely put me in any better position than I ever could have asked for. Yeah. And I think too, I mean, you're going into that with so much more richness and life mm. experience. And I think, you know, it's interesting being someone who because I've gone back and gone to uni as well sort of like later and I also did it right away after I left school and the difference between um, uh, how you do uni a little bit later as opposed to early is, is mm. so different because you're a very different person to start with. You approach it with all of that myster- uh, mysteriousness, with all of that <laughs> wisdom yeah. uh, and, and all of that mindfulness. Um, but you uh, also use your time a lot more efficiently. <laughs> like oh, yeah. you say like, <laughs> like I, I'm, he- I'm here to study and that's basically it, you know. Mm. And you're more grateful for it as well because there you go, oh, I'm going to uni. It's just like a almost kind of like a next step from school. I do, really yeah. admire people who leave school, go to uni and are totally fine fired up for um, um, what what it means for them. But I don't think I was like that. I, I really like did that. think that. <laughs> so you you went straight out of school as well initially. Is that what you did? Yes. Yeah, so I took one year off to do my year of mission with the Maris and then went into uni the, the following year. So I had one year off yeah. school. And that's different now. Like you clearly you've, you've come back to this going, mm. I really now – even though I've had this this kind of this amazing interlude, I really now want to go ahead and do this. Like, why now? Yeah. Why did it change now that you wanted to to now go, yes, now I'm going to finish it all off? I don't know, to be honest. It just felt like the right time. And yeah. I suppose I'm just being open to the possibilities. And, and I think that's one thing that I do have now that I didn't have as a first year, that I, I'm just a little bit more open-minded about not just what I'm learning, but also where it might take me that I might be an engineer one day, I might be a youth minister forever, or, or it might be something completely different. So yeah, just, just that, I suppose, experience of having seen a little bit more now going in to finish my studies that I'm going in with an open heart and open mind is, is my motto for the year. And now... Tara McLaughlin is our very special guest here on the show tonight. Retiring youth minister. Mm, retiring, that's a good word. <laughs> At the ripe old age of what? 23. 23 <laughs> with, you know, quite a massive kind of like legacy that you've left so far, um, I guess, through uh, through parish stuff and school stuff at Sacred Heart and stuff like that, where you've been working as a youth minister for the past few years. Mm. Um, this uh, weekend's gospel, this Sunday's gospel is Matthew four twelve to 23. Um, and in reading it prior to you coming in today, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those readings that really does prompt a question. Mm. And I would ask you this, like, has there been a time when you've been drawn really wholeheartedly to a purpose or an issue and you've just found yourself going, I've got to make sure that um, this is something that really matters to me and that really I need to make a difference within. Has there ever been sort of one Mm. moment or one issue that that's happened with? One of my favourite, favourite things about my youth ministry work at Sacred Heart is the the social justice aspect, which was a really, really big part of my work, was mm. facilitating our social justice group and creating those opportunities for volunteering and for ministry. It was my favourite thing that I did. And the thing about running that social justice group was it actually was quite easy for me in that the ideas and the issues came largely from the students. It was very much student driven in that I, you know, I'm obviously very passionate about a lot of issues and I have lots of things that I think are great to support and great to do and and to volunteer and minister in. But 
it's when you kind of put that out to your young people and say, well, these are the opportunities that we have. Who do we want to help? What do we want to do? Where do we want to go with this? When a group of young people who are still in school come to you with an issue that that they're so passionate about that they have all these incredible ideas of things they want to do, that's what I think really sets my heart on fire and being yeah. able to create a platform for young people to put into action the things that they are most passionate about is one of the biggest blessings of, of my work in youth ministry. What is it about that particular side of Catholic spirituality that really fires you up? Like, is it like, because we, we can all participate in these kinds of things and we can mm. all be involved in those sorts of things, but to actually get in front of it and say, no, I'm actually going to be someone that, that I feel that I need to be someone who makes a difference here and, and to lead others and, mm. to, and to journey with others. Um, like for you, why do you feel like you really need to make a difference in that space? I suppose from a more critical point of view in terms of engaging young people in ministry, social justice is a really great entry point in that a really large majority I find of students in school are, are willing and excited about being involved in social justice. It really is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it might be one social justice event that they might come along to a volunteer at or, you know, their friends going, so they'll come along. But but on that one experience, they might choose to then be involved in our leadership or our faith development or any other program that we have because of that experience of social justice, which is so accessible and so easy to just come along to and just show up and see what happens. And yeah. I think you'll find that, that most people really do have even if it's only a little fire in their heart to do something good for for other people a lot of people do have that and I really love seeing that that little spark turn into a flame to do to do incredible things and so social justice is is yeah such a great starting point such a great way to get people involved but once once you do have that kind of little army of social justice warriors that want to do incredible things that the ideas and the passion that comes from that is is so amazing to see and I love being able to play a role in bringing that to life oh look and I couldn't agree more and I think that it's really wonderful that um as as a as a church and as a catholic church we have these things fundamentally engaged as part of the, the, the actual faith life itself, like mm. the Catholic social teaching talks about, and are two things in particular, talks about social justice and and the way to in which live out, one way to live out being a Catholic is to really have a really strong focus on social justice, mm. but also a really strong focus on um, the ecology and the environment and all that stuff that we are we are merely stewards of God's creation um, and not consumers of it or mm. or people who are just inhabiting it. So I think that it's really, it's really um, powerful when you see young people getting involved in that in school and going, you know what, this is not just because it's a good thing to do, inverted mm-hmm. commas. This is actually a part of the way that we live our faith out. And, um, and it's very exciting. Cara, thank you so much for coming in today. It's been such a pleasure to catch up with you. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, best of luck going forward. I can't wait to hear how everything goes and um, and look forward to driving over bridges that you make, I suppose. <laughs> no, that's that's not, that's civil no, engineering. Yeah, that's is right. that, is that structural right. engineering? Build a bridge, get over it. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> we are here every week with a brand new podcast version of the ArchD show. Check out all of our other podcasts, including the latest school life content on our website, archdradio.com. And find us on social media at ArchD Radio for heaps of behind the scenes stuff. Or you can catch the show when it airs on Life FM every Wednesday night from 9, every Saturday night from 10. We will see you again very soon. Bye.